We're going to learn the Sicha base for Parshas Mishpatim, which is in Chelik Vav, on page 143. Uh, the Rebbe is going to explain a Rashi on the Posik in our Parsha, in Perik Chav Gimel, Posik Yutes, the verse which states that Loisavashel Gidi Bechalev Imoy which talks about the prohibition of cooking a goat in its mother's milk. That's the language of the Posik. Rashi in this Posik gives, uh, addresses seemingly two separate aspects uh, in the Loisavashel Gediba Chalev Imoy. And Rashi combines them both in one heading and gives two separate uh, interpretations, which the difficulty uh, would be, why would Rashi combine two separate commentaries and two separate issues, and not only separate, but they're actually, uh, in a way, uh, contradictory issues, um, and they don't seemingly belong together. What is the common thread that Rashi brings them both together? The Rebbe will explain to us in the end of the Sicha, he will show to us that the principal idea in both of these commentaries is actually one and the same, which is the reason why Rashi actually brings them together. But let's learn inside, and we'll work through the Sikha as we go along. So, the Rebbe begins that in Posik, Reishis Bikuri at the Moscha, the first of the ripened fruit of the land, the Goimer, etc. We're not going to address what the halachas pertaining to the Reishis Bikuri at Moscha. But then the Posik concludes with Loisavashel Gidi Bachalev Imoy not to cook a goat in its mother's milk. So the mother of the Gidi has milk. You can't cook the Gidi in that milk. That's the literal translation of the of the words of the Pasik. But the um Torah uses specifically the lotion of Gidi. So one can uh, interpret Gidi as meaning a goat. And one can interpret that this whole issue of cooking the Gidi in its mother's milk, which this is not going to be so much addressed over here as the Gemara and uh, talks about it and, 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 and in other places is discussed that it's not only Bechalevi Moy, it's not the mother's milk, it's in any milk. But the uh, topic, the first issue that concerns Rashi over here is what is the language of Gidi, which seems to say that the whole issue has to do with a goat? Uh, a goat is would be specifically uh, a prohibition for a goat, and therefore it would not apply, say, to a sheep, which is also a behemadaka, it's a small animal, but it's a different breed, a different kind. Uh, and also, it would not apply uh, to uh, uh, the Beimagasa, to a calf, which is the baby 
of the Behemagas, because we would say that it only applies specifically to the type of goat. So Rashi is coming to uh, ex- say that that isn't correct. And Rashi says, So Rashi bases himself in Svetan Dibur in the second uh, opening, because first Rashi explains previous parts of the Pasuk, but in the second uh, opening, the second the commentary on the verse, Rashi says, bases himself, on the words, and Rashi interprets that Af Egel Vacheves Bechlal Gidi. You should know that also the calf, that is the baby of the Behema Gasa, and also the Keves, that's the other Behema Daka, which is a sheep, is Bechlal Gidi. They're also part of a Gidi. When it says Gidi, that even though it says Gidi, we usually would think that it's a goat. No, that's also Gidi. And Rashi gives you a rule now. That when it says the language of Gidi, all what it means it's a baby, a soft baby, meaning a young, a young baby. It doesn't mean a particular kind. It just means a small, soft, a baby, a young. We can learn this from this that you find in many places. Shekosov Gidi, the Torah writes goat. If goat means uh, just really a goat, Gidi would mean goat, and not just a soft young animal. So the Torah writes many places, writes Gidi. And then the Torah found it necessary to articulate, to explain after the word Gidi, would say Izim, meaning goats. If Gedi means a goat, why would the Torah have to send the Gedi Izim? It is already a goat. Gedi, by definition, is a goat. So, uh, where do we find that the Torah specifies, like what it says, in the Pasuk it says, as Gedi Ho'izim? That's the discussion by uh, by uh, Yehuda with Tamar with, uh, when he gave her the Gedi Izim. There's also... Uh, I question exactly which of the psukim over there, but we're not going to get into it. The Rebbe Nahara addresses it. And then you have uh, the uh, posik, which it says, Shnei Gidoye Izim, that is with regards to Rivka, uh, that she was going to make the Matamim uh, for for Yitzchak, and she gave them to Yaakov to get the brachas. So over there too it says Gidoye Izim, it doesn't say Shnei Gidoye. So why would the Torah have to write it? Is Lelamdoch to teach you Shekol Mokim Shenemar Gidi Stam? Wherever the Torah writes just plain the word Gidi without interpreting what kind of a Gidi, Af Egel Vacheves Bemashma, that would also include a young calf, which is a young bull, which is the Behemagaz, young Behemagaza, the Cheves, and a young sheep, which is the other kind of the Behemadaka, Bemashma, that's also included. And therefore, when we want to say a goat, we say Gidiz. So that's one comment that Rashi makes. Then Rashi goes and explains a different comment Rashi makes on this issue. That this verse of Leisavashel Gidi Bachalev Imoi, we find three times in the Torah. The exact words, Leisavashel Gidi Bachalev Imoi. Zakt Rashi, Ubeshloisha Mekoimes Nichtav Batoira. And in three places, this was written in the Torah. Why did the Torah write the same 
prohibition three times. In three different places in the Torah. So, one of them is to tell you that you cannot eat milk and meat together. That milk that has been cooked with meat, or you have absorbed meat with milk together, a mixture of milk, you cannot eat it. Another one, another Pasuk is coming to add, that not only are you not allowed to eat a mixture of Basar B'cholov, of but you're not even allowed to benefit from it, which means you cannot sell it to a goy, you cannot give it to your animals to eat, which means you're benefiting. If you're selling it, you're making money on it. If you're giving it to the animals, you're benefiting because these are the food that your animals are eating. You're saving yourself money. Can't do that either. The echot, and, and, and finally, we also have one, another time it says, is le'isur bishul, is to prohibit uh, cooking, which means not only are you not allowed to eat it, not only are you not allowed to benefit but we're also not permitted just to cook it for the purpose of cooking. You're not going to use it. You're not going to have enough of it. Just cooking by itself, you're violating the love of Leisavashil Gidi Bachalevi So these two commentaries of Rashi, one on the lotion of Gidi, that Gidi includes all kinds of young animals, and the fact that uh, the Torah is written it three times, are seemingly have nothing to do with each other. Why does Rashi include them all together? This is going to be the Rebbe's issue here. He's in them, it move on, so in this we don't understand the Siyum from Rashi's Pirush. Rashi's concluding uh, commentary is that in three places the Torah writes about the prohibition of has seemingly no connection to the beginning of his commentary. The second part of the commentary has nothing to do with the first part of the commentary. First part of the commentary is that also the calf and the sheep are part of the Gedi. It would fit better that Rashi should write both of these a concept, these ideas, which means number one, the two topics of that Egel Vacheves are included and that the Torah mentions in three places, in two separate uh, opening headings. Should be two separate headings one heading for the first commentary, one heading for the second commentary. So before Rashi gives the second part of his commentary that three places, the Torah says, that he should have quoted again the words of the Pesach, this is the custom of Rashi. In other places, in similar situations, when he has two different commentaries, and they're both commentaries of the same words, so Rashi would bring down the same words a second time from the Pasuk, and he would give the second commentary. He wouldn't just use the first heading and bring down all the commentaries that it has 
on that particular words, and he would uh, give you the other commentaries. Uh, he would give you a second uh, heading. And the Rebbe says it's even more difficult when you look at the heading. The heading really uh, that Rashi quotes over here, the word of Loisavashal Gidi, is seemingly not the correct heading for both statements. Look inside. The Kashi is Nochstarke. The question is even stronger. These two above mentioned uh, uh, ideas It's not only that they're distinguished on their contents, they're two different ideas, so they, they don't belong together. But they actually are interpreting, they refer to different words in the verse. That part of Rashi, which says that also the calf and the sheep are included, touched up, nor the word Gidi. That only interprets the word Gidi. So it does, has nothing to do with Lois of Ashel. What is the meaning of the word Gidi? That part of Lois of Ashel isn't important for this part of his commentary, for the part of Rashi's commentary that Egel Vacheves, that a calf and a sheep are included a part of Gidi, we don't need the words Leisavashel, we only need the words of Gidi. Dakegen, but on the other hand, but for his second commentary, which is over there Rashi explains he was the klolus hazhore chazetz chibed raimol. Why this general uh, warning, this prohibition, <coughs> repeats itself three times. So, noitik zechtsumaitik zayim blois loisavashel. So, over there, it's only important to quote the word loisavashel. We don't care exactly the gedi. The word is loisavashel. That it says three times loisavashel. So therefore, the question becomes: So not only is the question why are these two subjects, separate subjects, all brought down in one opening on the one heading? Why does Rashi writing both of these comments on all three words? The heading of Loisavashel Gidi. It doesn't seem like that the Lois of Ashel has anything to do uh, with the commentary of Gidi. And it doesn't see that the word Gidi has anything to do with the commentary of Shlosh So why does Rashi give the both headings for both of them? The Rebbe will eventually explain in the Sikha that Rashi is not only translating the meaning of the word Gidi, when he says, Av Egel Vecheves B'mashma, but Rashi is actually also giving us an understanding and a reasoning for this halacha of Leisavashel Gidi Bachalev Imoy. Because if Gidi means only 
gidi would mean only goats, then one would not understand why loisavashel gidi. It's the whole issue. It's not just the word gidi here that we're concerned with, but we're trying to deal with the whole idea of why why loisavashel gidi. Why why would a goat be any different than any other animal? So. When we say that Gidi includes Egel Vechesev, so it's talking no different. We'll see later on in the Sikha what about animals that are not Egel Vechesev? Because in the Rashi, the Rebbe is going to learn that it means literally only the Gidi, the Egel Vechesev, only the Rach, as will be explained. But the idea here is that the Rashi also addresses the issue of loisavashel in the whole thing. Why only a gedi? And that's why it comes under the heading too. I just want to bring out this will, uh, the Rebbe will explain. And that also fits with the general idea what the Rebbe will bring out that the Rashi here is saying to us that this mitzvah of loisavashel gedi v'chalev imay is a logical mitzvah according to the Pshutish al-Mikra and that is also the reason why it's connected with the other commentary of Yisra Achila, Yisra Noi. So Bishlaz will be explained later on. But we'll go weiter. The the Rebbe uh, further asks, Oich is not move on der Seder, Virashi bring the Tzvei Inyonim. So now by the questions, we don't understand the order of these two comments that Rashi brings down. Since in his commentary, when he writes about the three places, over there Rashi is explaining why we need to have the Loisavashel all together. But when he just, when he says also the Egel Vecheves Chulu, over there he's just interpreting the word, the meaning of Gidi. The first he should have spoken about the issue of Far Khulu, Far, that should that should take place and talked about before his comment of Egil Vacheves Khulu, which is a detail in the halacha. How come Rashi writes them in the opposite order? First addressing a detail what the meaning of Gidi, and then the general idea of repeating the halacha three times. But as mentioned earlier, the Rebbe is going to learn that the idea of Gidi itself, uh, what the meaning of Gidi is not just an interpretation of the word Gidi, but it's the rationalization why why would it be only for a gedi so therefore that's already also connected to the whole general idea of why and it is actually not only a gedi and it's the egel v'cheves and it has to do with as we're going to learn later on So in Ois Aleph, the Rebbe asks several questions on the Rashi. And the last question that the Rebbe asked is the order 
that Rashi brings down the two comments. That first, um, he brings down the comment that when the Pasik says Gidi, it includes also the Egel Vecheves, and uh, that they're included. And then uh, Rashi comments why the Torah writes the prohibition of Leisvashal Gidi Bachalevima in three separate places. But the Rebbe asked that since the uh, question why is it in uh, three separate places seems to be a more general question. Why do we have to write this prohibition altogether? And since this is, seems to be a more general question, so Rashi should address that first. And then Rashi should have addressed the second question uh, or, or the second interpretation, why uh, what is meant with the word gidi that it includes also the uh, not only a goat but also the sheep and also the calf so why does rashi switch around the order and brings down first that it includes the a calf and the sheep are including gidi and only afterwards rashi addresses the issue why did the torah have to repeat the prohibition of leisvashel gidi in three places yeah, so in this ois and ois bays the Rebbe is going to answer, give a answer to this question, to this to this last question, and they're going to explain just this last part. Why is it put in this order? Basically, what the Rebbe is going to say here is that this comment that Rashi makes with regards to Leisavashel Gedi Bachalei that. Um, talks about uh, one for the prohibiting it for bishul and for cooking and one for uh, benefiting and one for eating is a little bit difficult in the very simple text of the verse because uh, the verse still states loisivashel. Loisivashel means don't cook and here we're saying that it's coming to add don't eat, don't benefit. But yet the Torah writes the words Loisabashal. So it's understood that the only reason why we're interpreting that way is because we have a problem. Because why would the Torah have to say the same thing three times? So because we have a problem, we have a difficulty, so we have no choice but to interpret it in such a way. But if we had an easier or a better way to answer why the Torah would have repeated the prohibition three times, then we would have said the other interpretation, rather than having to say that one is talking about the prohibition of eating, one is talking about the prohibition of benefiting. And this is why the Rebbe explains, Rashi brings down the first uh, comment first, because... One could have possibly suggested that the reason why the Torah wrote three times the prohibition of Leisavashel, not to cook the goat in his mother's milk, uh, the reason for that is because the first time it talks about a Gidi, which is a goat, the second time it talks about Leisavashel Gidi, it talks about a sheep and a calf, which are similar to a uh, goat in the sense that they're all 
of the ten animals, they're all behemoths. And then finally, we would say that the third time the Torah says, to also include the chaya, the wild animal. Um, and even though the Torah writes the word gidi, and gidi means goat, uh, we would rather say that with the word gidi and the other two extra places coming to include the calf and the uh, and, 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 and the sheep, and also then the, the chaya, then to say that leisavashel uh, means eating or benefiting. And therefore Rashi first introduces, the Rebbe explains that first Rashi says, well, we can't say that that's the reason why we need the three psukim to include Egil V'cheves because, uh, because that's already included in the one time. Every time that the Torah says, Leisavashel Gidi, uh, it means already the Egil V'cheves and, and therefore there is no need for another Pesach to include that. And since we don't have the need for another Pesach to include that, so Rashi says, that's what Rashi says first. So then we go back to our problem. So why did the Torah have to write three times, And because now we have no choice, we are sort of forced to interpret that one is coming for Bishul, as the Pesach says, and the other two, one for the prohibition of eating and one for benefiting, even though it's a little bit uh, difficult in the language. But now we understand uh, the order of Rashi, because the only reason why we interpret this way uh, that it means Isra Achil Nisano the extra two times is because we know that it cannot mean uh, want to include Egil V'cheves because it's already included in each time when it says Lishvashel Gidi because Gidi by definition does not mean goats it means all uh, Egil V'cheves also so look inside. As far as the order that Rashi writes these two ideas, which means that this commentary that in three places, etc., the Torah writes, Rashi writes that comment, after he writes the comment that also the Egel v'cheves are included in the goat. So, kemem v'ayrzayin. So, this we can explain as follows. Loit Rashi's pirush, according to Rashi's comment, that echad li'isur achilo, ve'echad li'isur anoa, ve'echad li'isur bishul, one is coming to prohibit eating, one to prohibit benefiting, and one to prohibit cooking. Muzmen zogen. So, we have to say then, as dos vos oich in ditzvei erter, this, that also in those Two places, in which the Torah prohibits eating and benefiting, it states the language is don't cook. So we have to say, why does the Torah say don't cook? Is as mitzadem, that is because of this, was bishul is the hascholah. Because cooking is the beginning that eventually brings one to eating and benefiting. Then a mensch kocht a dvar meichel, tutor dos bigdei zu essenim. And now the Rebbe explains how the cooking is the beginning of one's eating and one benefiting. Because when a mensch kocht a dvar meichel, when a person cooks a food object, tutor dos bigdei 
So he does it in order to ask him to eat it, or to have benefit of it in some other way. To feed it to his child, to sell it, and so on. Und der Pfarr sagt an die Teure dem Isur Achila, and this is why the Teure instructs the prohibition of eating, and the prohibition of benefiting mit Loshen Leisavashel, by saying the language using don't cook, even though we're not talking about cooking. But this is bedugmas because this becomes similar with the Ben Chomesh Lemikreves as the a uh, five-year-old who was studying the Chumash, and Rashi is writing to him the commentary, he knows, as Bishasar gave ton, anid gutezach, that when he is going to do something which is not proper, Shreipt in the Malamed, the teacher yells and says, gain it, don't go. So, as the Malamed, art need their gain, even though the teacher doesn't mind that he's going there, nor the Pu'ula, he, he does mind only what he does care about is the action which the child is about to do. So even though he he's saying don't go, but what he means is not don't go, but he means don't do what you're going to do where you're going. Uh, and the similar way is I, the, the, this, when the Torah says, don't eat, the Torah says, don't cook, because, you know, in other words, don't go there, the second time and the third time, don't go there uh, to eat, don't go there, meaning don't cook to eat, don't cook to benefit. And uh, the Rebbe in the parenthesis gives another example, as similar to what we find in somewhere else, that when the Torah warns against eating uh, things that are holy, the Torah uses the language the Torah says not to touch uh, even though it's the prohibition is not touching the Kodesh the prohibition is to eating because when you touch a food object that is the beginning that brings to eating so we see that the Torah wanting to use wanting to tell you don't eat the Torah will also say don't touch, meaning don't touch to eat, because that brings to eat. So, therefore, we are saying that this is the meaning of Lisevashel. So, so, it says, don't cook to eat, don't cook, but the term means the eating and the benefiting. So, the Chaber move on, but yet, it's still, it's understood, as optaichen tevashel achilo deranoe, to translate the word cooking, that it refers to the eating or the benefiting, is that nit pshute shel mikra. That is not the simple of the verse, the simple meaning of the verse. In them mikra mitzad atzmei, which means, if you just take into consideration the verse in of itself, only this verse, it's not the simple meaning. And the reason why we do that, so why do we translate that? Norvals is talking under Breda because we don't have another choice, Machmas Ananderinyan, because of something else, something outside, because the Torah mentions it three times. So we have a, a difficulty that if, we, if this was the only Pasuk, we would say it means cooking, but we have a problem. Why would the Torah mention it three times? So we have an outside problem 
that forces us to interpret the verse not in the very simple level. So, therefore, uh, so, which means in our portion, if the meaning of cooking, of the word tevashel, which means the similar, the simple meaning, that then the command not to cook the goat and its mother milk in two places it'll be extra. But if we are able to interpret some other interpretation, was the love in which that the prohibition should stay in three places. So Volkman Gilaron, so then we would have learned as Tavashal in Aladrayer that is Kipshutai that when the Torah says to cooking, the cooking means literally cooking. So when the Rivish schreibt Rashi and therefore Rashi writes Zain Pirushubishloishumakoimashulu his commentary that in three places it says, and Rashi says that it means one for bishlachilu, echelisrachilu, one for eating and one for benefiting. Nochzaim Pirush, after his comment of Egel Vachesev, that it also means Egel Vachesev, Ubehem Shechechad, and also to one continuous uh, comment. Because vote, men on genumenaz gidi, main blois gidi, izim. Had we accepted, that Gidi, the word Gidi, Lesvashal Gidi means only a goat, a young goat. Then we can interpret the reason why the Torah writes it in three places. In a much more smoother way. The first one prohibits goats. The Tzveter prohibits Egel Vachavis. Uh, a calf and a sheep, because they are the nonsense They are closest to the gedi. Their meat was and avlad because they too are a soft, uh, young, from the type of the tame animal. and then the third one would include vlad would be from the animal, would be. And although as Loidam Pirush is in Svei Erter, the word Gidi Nid Kipshutei Mamesh. So although that according to this commentary, so in two places, the word Gidi does not mean literally, because this would mean Gidi means a goat. Is over moving, but it's understood as his feel Galatik Yetzuzogin, that it's much smoother to say, as the Posig Rufton Vlad Rach, that the Torah calls the soft baby for an eagle v'cholu, with loshin gedi. The Torah first did as a gedi. Their farvas are not dissolved because that he has the same characteristics with the flesh funagedi as the meat funag from a goat. But seichel zechuis midem was his veich, which is unique in the fact that it's soft. So that's better for us to say 
uh, more closer Eider to Zogun, rather to say as the Pasuk Aser Dachilun Anoe than to say that the Torah prohibits eating and benefiting with Losh Leisavashel by using the language of Leisavashel. The far was the Tzvek from Bishul just because the purpose of cooking is Achilad Arnoa, is to eat or to benefit. So when you weigh what is more uh, easier, it's easier to say that every, the three types of Gedis, rather than to say that the Vashal includes eating and benefiting, which is only the purpose of the cooking. It's further away. So therefore, after we know Virashi is Mefarish, as Rashi interprets, that also the sheep and the calf and the sheep are including the. And we cannot say that in the other two places, that they add more details in the concept of Gidi. And the reason is, because just the word gidi already includes all types of soft from, from, from babies from the type of animals. Blight is sumar nor ein zach. So now, only thing what's left to include is one thing, vladrach fun minachaya, the soft baby from the chaya type. Un ibri kipsukim So now we have two extra psukim because. Uh, the Gdi already takes care of the Egel Vachelves too. So, Muzman Ledna, the Dry Labim Kuman Asen, so we can't fit in both Psukim for that, so that's why we say that the true prohibition come to prohibit Nit Dry Protim in Gdi, not three details of what types of Gdi, nor Dry Protim in but rather three details in Leisavashel, which is Achila, eating, Hanor, benefiting. On Bishel and cooking. To Ois Gimel. So in Ois Beis, uh, the Rebbe showed how the first comment of Rashi that the Gedi means everything, uh, including uh, Egel Vacheves, and doesn't mean just Izim, is what forces. The second commentary in Rashi that the Leisavashel Gidiba Chalev Imo in the other places are for Isur Achilo and Isur Hanoah, and the Rebbe suggested that that would be a reason why Rashi explains the uh, idea that Gidi means includes everything before Leisavashel Gidi Isur Achilo and Isur Hanoah. Because the only reason why we translate uh, that one comes for Isra Achila, one for Isra Noah, in addition to Isra Bishul, is because we don't need it to teach us about Gidi, that it also means the Egel Vacheves, because Egel Vacheves already included. Otherwise, we would not have learned the Pshat of Gidi, Leisvashel Gidi, La Isra Achila, Isra Noah. So although this would explain why that commentary comes first and also the connection between the two, why they are connected to each other. But still the Rebbe is going to say in Oiz Gimel that in other places in Rashi, even when the one commentary is what... uh, 
explains and is the reason for the commentary that follows. And uh, Rashi will therefore switch the order and he'll explain a piece in a later part of the verse uh, before the explaining an earlier part of the verse because the uh, explanation of the earlier part of the verse is only uh, necessary because of the explanation as Rashi explains it in the um, the later part of the verse and that's why it comes first but Rashi in those cases does not make it into one Rashi but rather two separate Rashis they remain but he just explains the second the later comment uh, the, the, the comment on the later uh, subject before the comment on the earlier parts of the verse. So, in this case, the Rebbe argues, um, this explanation would not be sufficient for Rashi combining them and putting them all into one verse, uh, especially that the commentary of Gedi, that it means everything is not on the words Leisavashel. And therefore, the Rebbe argues that there has to be a common denominator between these two commentaries, that the concept of that Gidi includes everything, uh, Egel Vachev is included in them, and also the idea that one comes for that one of the, the reason the Torah writes it three times is for Yisra Achil have a common concept, and that's why they're brought together. We'll see inside. As bleibt noch aber alt schwer, still it remains difficult. In viel älter schreibt Rashi sein Pirush. In many places Rashi will write his comment. Auf ein Wort, was steht später in Posik, on a word which in the verse is later, comes later, uh, and Rashi will explain it. Friye, whereas Mefarish, he will do this before explaining a word, a word, was stated in Posik, fardem. And before a word in the Posik before. So in other words, he'll explain a later word before he explains the earlier word. And the explanation for the early word will come later. Und das is in Afal, and that would be in a situation with the Peter Schäfen the convert, in which the comment on the previous word only becomes necessary or only is understood only after Rashi explains the meaning of the word that comes later in the verse then a word that comes earlier in the verse will be explained so Rashi needs to first explain the later word of the verse before explaining the earlier word of the verse but also in such a situation, if it's a case where these two commentaries are different uh, subjects, and the connection between them is only that one forces the other commentary, in other words, one brings out the other commentary, Rashi will separate them in two separate uh, commentaries, uh, statements. And 
And if Rashi does write two subjects in Ain in the Mzabun Dibur in one and in the same uh, a section, one opening uh, in one uh, heading of the verse, is a Sababais, that is evidence as the Farbindung Tzvishun Zei Bashtet, that the connection between these two comments need blows in them. It's not only in this was Eineris Machriach, that one of them forces or there is a siba or becomes a reason of insvating for the other one. Nor oich in Zeir Toichen. But there is also a, a content, some connection in their context. Those haste as their inhalt, uh, that the content, the idea, the atelfonem, some part of the idea or the gods or entirely from the Beidin Yonim is the Zalber. From both subjects that is really the same. That's why they come in one continuation. So this, therefore, is Apizanit Muvan. So according to this, we don't understand. What is the common point, the common denominator in the Toichen for the Tzveinyonim? In the idea, in the meaning of these two subject matters. One af egel vecheves bichlal gidi that also the calf and the sheep are included in the goat. So far taichin them word to translate the word gidi that it includes egel vecheves. So what is the connection of that? And together with ubishloishim ekoimus chulu to mefarizan in which in three places the Rashi's comment over there we're explaining them tamos the lav shteidraimol. That's a reason why this prohibition. Has been said, stated three times. Was to live inhalt because of their common idea. Rashi writes them in the same heading, in the same statement. especially the Rebbe adds in the parentheses as the Eshter Chelik is not word gidi that the first part only interprets the word gidi. that doesn't explain leisavashul. So that would be another uh, reason that Rashi should separate them, and here yet Rashi combines them, because there is this common denominator in both of these commentaries. In the end of Ois uh, Zayin, the Rebbe will explain this point after explaining the rest of the issues here, that uh, the common denominator between these two concepts because uh, Rashi explains how this uh, prohibition of is a logical and a law that makes sense as opposed to uh, the seemingly uh, unreasonable uh, prohibition over here and the laws, the way they come out in both ways, as we'll see later on um, in the end of Oiz Zayin. In Oiz Dalet, uh, the Rebbe will ask several more questions uh, on the Lashon of Rashi in his commentary and Rashi's language in his commentary. And that would provide us with the key to understanding what Rashi's problem really was, that not like it seems on the uh, first glance, 
that when Rashi is explaining over here just why did the Torah repeat uh, the uh, prohibition of Leisavashal Gedi Bachalei three different times in the Torah, but rather Rashi has another uh, problem that he's trying to address, which would uh, clarify then the whole connection between these two commentaries and what Rashi is really saying. Here. Let's learn inside. In addition to the previous difficulty, So, in addition to the difficulty that we spoke about previously, what is the uh, connection in, 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 in contents, in ideas between the two? Interpretation that three times the Torah writes Leisvashel uh, Gidi and Rashi's first uh, interpretation that Gidi includes also the Egel Vecheves. So in the commentary itself of that in three places it says Leisvashel Gidi, uh, we have some issues over here. Um, so the first issue the Rebbe is going to bring down over here is that usually um, when we have a question why the Torah repeats something more than once, uh, that question arises at the time that it's being repeated. Uh, that the second time or the third time, then you have a question why did the Torah repeat it? But at the first time when it stays the first time, it's, that point is not a repetition. That's the first time that it's being mentioned. So why would Rashi write a comment over here and say that in three places it's written when the uh, child who's learning the Chumash for the first time hasn't yet learned about those other places? So uh, there has to be that there's something more to it, not just the simple question, uh, why does it repeat three times? Aleph, so we look inside. In Fal Venakashia, if I posik, in a situation where the question on a verse, Kumt Mitzad and Ander Posik, that it comes because of another verse. In other words, another verse creates a problem for the verse that we're studying now. Is Darke Rashi, it's Rashi's custom to Bavon and the Kashia by Mitzvetan Posik. Rashi answers the question at the second Posik. Not by not by the first one. Because at the time that the you study the first verse, at that point the student doesn't have yet a question. That you need to answer because the question depends on uh, that there's a contradiction from another verse and the other verse he hasn't studied yet. So Rashi doesn't comment it at the first time. Is, and how much more so in a situation where the question is uh, it's not a contradiction that we have here from one verse that it kind of seems to contradict another verse nor the whole problem is uh, the question is why does this thing repeated two or more times is the movement be pashtu? So it's understood very simply as is hotnitkin or to mefarish zayin that it doesn't make sense to explain 
on the Tzelon in Ashton Pasek to relate to you in the, while you're studying the first time, the first verse, Dem Chidush, the novelty, just because that there is a second better, which comes much later, is L'chayri Ibrik. So because that is extra, so because we have a problem that a verse that comes much later on is extra, Rashi would not explain it by this verse, by the verse which is written for the first time, because we don't know it, now it's not extra. The problem is going to be extra when it's going to be extra, which is later on. So it makes it very difficult to understand. Why does Rashi write here now that in three places, Chulu, why is it in our Pasik connected to Mefarish Zayn to interpret the Chidushim is those novelties that are uh, come out only because of the Psukim that we learn later on. So those are questions that one who has uh, why does the Torah repeat it? That's when it's repeated. So why do we have to say now, when we're not repeating it, when it's the first time that this is repeated and there is a reason for the repetition? When you learn the repetition, you'll, you'll explain why it was repeated. So this points to the fact that Rashi is not just concerned about uh, why it was repeated. There's something else that is bothering Rashi, as we'll see in the next days. Now, although we know that Rashi says that this for three things, one for the prohibition of uh, cooking and one for eating and one for the benefiting. So the question becomes, which one, which verse tells us which? So does the Rebbe bring down in the halacha, brought down in the halacha svarim, we see that the first time it goes bishul, the second time is Israchila, and the third time is Ranoid. The order makes logic sense that the first time the Torah says Bishul means only Bishul, because that's the simple meaning. And that's the way the Allah Swarm explains. So the portion of Mishpatim, that we are Posik, which is the first time, talks about the Isra of Bishul. And then later on, eventually, we have to say the next part is the prohibition of eating. And then the third one tells you it's also Asubana. But the order in Rashi, Rashi switches around the order. Rashi says the one is for eating and one for benefiting and one for cooking. Now, when Rashi uses the word echod, one, I mean, one can say that one means just one psukim, but it is arbitrary, whichever one. But the order in Rashi, the Rebbe argues, is also an order. And when Rashi puts down the first one, Rashi mentions achila, that means that the first psukim is achila. So the question is, why would Rashi uh, translate the first Pasuk for Isra Achila over here uh, when it makes sense that the first Pasuk should be the simple meaning, meaning Bishal, and then only when we come to the uh, extra verses that we should change it from and take it out from the very simple meaning to mean also Isra Achila, and then eventually also to Isra Achila. We'll learn inside. Base. Loi der Pashtus Loshna Pasuk. According to the simple meaning, the language of the verse, it says, means don't cook. So it would, it should, it would come out this way. That had the Torah only said once, 
then it would have meant the prohibition of cooking. Uh, because that's the simple meaning of the word Then uh, And if it would have said an additional time, in other words, be twice, is then besides cooking, you include it tells you also that you can't eat. Uh, and then on and the prohibition for from the third time. So when Lesvashel stands states two times in addition to the one time, so the first time you learn Yisrael and then the extra two times, the first extra time would tell us Yisrael and the third time would tell Yisrael Oh, but Rashi's lotion is, but in Rashi's language is. So Rashi says first Isur Hachila, then one for Isur Vano, and then Moisur Bishul. This in the Gazin Peter Shrashi is Echder Seder Bediak. As we know that in Rashi's commentary, the order is also precise. So that means, from this it turns out, that actually the first time that it says it refers to the prohibition against eating. The second one on the prohibition of benefiting from Basubacholov. And only the third one talks about the prohibition of cooking. So from this, it's uh, evident. So this that we should say that actually means cooking is uh, It's such a great novelty as that we only say this after when there is no other choice. So the first thing what we're going to interpret is that means Achila. We're not going to say Bishul. Second thing we're going to say Anoah. And when you have no choice, you're going to say Bishul too. Weil Achila und Anoah weist men schön von der Friede Once we are ready, since already eating that you're not allowed to eat Basa B'cholov, and you're not allowed to benefit from Basa B'cholov, we already know from the previous two psukim, from the two Leisavashels. And therefore, we're touching that Leisavashel uh, the third time around, we have nothing to do with it. So therefore, we're saying you're not allowed to cook. That's what Rashi's order is. There says, Then, so that means that our Pasuk, therefore, would mean Yisra'chilo. But the question is, from Vandam to Rashi. Where does Rashi take this that the first one should be interpreted as Israhila in the Pasik it says And the Rebbe says that the Pele is not good as the surprise is even greater. The Rambam in Sefer Shaloi, the Rambam in his book of Mitzvahs, Under Chinuch Besifroi, and the Sefer Chinuch in his book, Vazain and Beid Svarim, they're both Svarim from Halacha. Zayn and Mefadish, they interpret as Leisavashel from Parshat Mishpotim, that the one it says in Leisavashel in the section of Mishpotim main Kipshutai. That means simply Isur Bishul. And Leisavashel from Parshat Mishpotim, 
and it's only this parsha of this vashel that is in parsha tisur and parsha day. The bal tizanik zogivarum pam shni sheni said a second time gains a oif isurachil isanot. They would apply to the prohibition of eating and anot. So they find it necessary to translate Lisvashel means Kipshutai. Even though they're halachas for him, but still they touch Lisvashel first time around means cooking. On Rashi versus Mefarish Pshutish al Mikra, Rashi, who explains the simple meaning of the verse, Lerngor, he on their other hand learns, as the Eshtitzviaz Hod is, that the first two instructions, Zainav Israchil of Anot. When Eshtitzrit, it's only the third one. Zokton the Mr. Bishul tells us about the Pashem tells us about the prohibition of cooking it. So what does this all mean? The Rebbe is going to explain in Ois Hey and Ois Vav that the whole idea that the Torah prohibited something to be cooked, just the cooking of an item, is something very, very uh, strange, and it's un- we don't find it elsewhere in the Torah a prohibition against cooking anything. The Torah asserts things, eating, the Torah asserts, uh, prohibits things to be benefiting from. But we don't find the Torah asserting, uh, prohibiting cooking items. And therefore, uh, Rashi has a problem, and Rashi is trying to explain what is the meaning of the word of Loisavashil. Why would the Torah prohibit the uh, cooking of an item? Um, now, it's really problematic why the Torah would prohibit cooking an item if we don't even know that you can't eat it and that you can't benefit it. So if the Torah just says that you cannot cook a certain item, but you can eat it and you can benefit, the Torah wouldn't prohibit that, then of course it wouldn't make any sense. So, because of that, Rashi is trying to tell you that actually when it says here, Loisavashil, um, the Loisavashil doesn't mean over here cooking. It doesn't mean something that doesn't make any sense. The Torah means over here, Loisavashil, it means don't eat. Long cook that brings to eating. The prohibition here is against eating, not against cooking. And the only reason that Rashi says, I can tell you over here that Lysavashil means uh, eating and not simply as means cooking, is because I know, and Rashi is going to tell you now, is because I know that there is other places where the Torah prohibits the Bishal and that's why I don't have to say that over here it means uh, uh, Bishel. Meaning, if Taka the Torah would not have would have said only one time Vashel, as much as it doesn't make any sense, and as much as uh, we have a difficulty understanding this, and as even if we didn't have any other uh, prohibition against eating or benefiting from Basubachal only cooking. We couldn't change the meaning of the word leisavashel if we don't have uh, if if we don't have a good uh, reason for that. Which means because the Torah says leisavashel means let no one cook. But if 
I could translate, if I could translate, that lois vashel means eating, I could translate it because once I know that the cooking will be a separate iser, then I'm going to say that the first time around, the Torah did not prohibit the cooking, which doesn't make any sense. And I'm going to say the first time around, the Torah prohibited the eating. So, I, the Torah, does prohibit it cooking later on. But after the Torah already prohibited the eating and the benefiting, then later on, okay, Torah also prohibits the cooking. So that's why Rashi learns that the first time is coming to teach us the prohibition against eating because it's the makes most sense because we don't find anywhere the Torah prohibiting uh, cooking. Uh, and But we can only say that once we know that cooking will be included later on because without being included later on we couldn't take it out from the word cooking. But once we know that cooking is included later on, so we're going to say that when it says Leisavashel, doesn't mean cooking because we don't find anywhere cooking is also should be Surachila. The only thing is that after we come to the Isur, we learn that there is an Isur Achila and there's Isa Noah, it makes a little more sense now that the Leisavashel should actually mean Bishel because once the Torah asserted okay, by extension, it's also Bishel also. So really, it comes out that the Rashi's problem is why should Bishel be Osir? And Rashi's answer really is that it's not Bishel, at least the first time. So when it wouldn't make any sense, it doesn't mean actually Bishel. It actually means Israel. Uh, Let's learn inside. say is the beard in them, the explanation in this, Rashi midzain pirish, Rashi with his commentary, ubegimul mekoymes, in three places, is oisun tzufar entfer nadover tomua, is coming to answer something surprising, vashtelt sich baldin unzer posik, which places itself immediately in our verse, when we read, leisavashul gedi, not to cook the goat. Men gefitnit in ergetz batoidem, we don't find anywhere in the Torah. Upshita, and of course, according, based on the knowledge and what a five-year-old who learns Chumash sees, experiences, something should be prohibited to be cooked. There are some items that are prohibited to be eaten. There are other matters that are prohibited to benefit. But there is no other item which would be prohibited to cook. Why should there be a prohibition against cooking the goat and his mother's milk? Just cooking. Therefore, Rashi explains right over here. Before we had the other psukim, that it's three places in the Torah was written, one for the prohibition of Achila. And what Rashi is saying is, 
that our pasuk does actually not prohibit cooking. Nor This is actually telling us that you can't eat. So you're asking a question, why can't you cook? And the answer is that you could cook as far as this pasuk is concerned. Because right now the pasuk isn't talking about not cooking. The pasuk is talking about you can't eat. Nor to but according to be able to say that Leisavashel doesn't mean cooking, but means eating, uh, in, in, in the simple meaning of the verse, it wouldn't fly unless So Rashi has to say that in three places. That allows Rashi to translate that Leisavashel doesn't mean Bishel, but means uh, had the possibility been stated only once then we would be forced to interpret as that he's actually talking the verse is talking about cooking we would have no choice them, notwithstanding the fact that we don't find we don't find anywhere an enlichen iser is similar iser that something should be prohibited to be uh, cooked. For although this is a great novelty, because we don't find a friend another place that similar way, there is no other item which is prohibited to be cooked. But we cannot interpret the meaning of cooking, eating. So without having three places written, we would not be able to interpret that here. However, however, since as since in three places it was written Torah, now, why does the Torah write things three times? Was the Pashtus similar? Is this Nitlahabes Belavin? The Torah is not coming to be give you multiple more prohibition. The simple idea we don't say that the Torah just said it three times to make multiple uh, prohibitions. Now, Dozain and Horis, but these are three warnings of the Rabbis and the Rinyonim on three separate matters. So since in two of the other places where the Torah repeated, we must take out the word Leisavashel from its uh, simple literal meaning, and we must translate it as a remaint that he means it doesn't mean with the word Tavashel for cooking, just for the cooking. Nor does but it really means what follows the cooking. Which is the reason why he's cooking it. Which is And therefore, and really all these three things are prohibited. So, now that we know that in three places, and we know that Tavashel doesn't just mean cooking, and we know that we have to take it out, and we know that it's one going to include Achila Nanoa, is Therefore, it makes sense to say, 
as the Esther Leisavashil main Tachila. The first time when it says Leisavashil, it means eating. Bosan Isur Achila is Gornit Kiyichidish. That's not a novelty. It's not a strange thing. We find a lot of things. That Esther Isur Betayru is Leisaychal Mimenu. For Neitzad as the first prohibition of the Torah, Torah says don't eat of it. That's from the Eitz So eating, we know already. So, therefore, we have to say that the most uh, logical thing, if we have to change the literal meaning, because we have to, because there's several times mentioned it, so first time should come for prohibition to eating. The Rebbe adds in the brackets, and chot as by isur achila from gediba chalevimoi is oichda achidish. That although here there is also a novelty, there is something uh, strange in this in this scenario, because we're not allowing you to cook the gedi in its mother's milk as opposed to cooking the gedi separately in the chalevimoi. It's only the mixture that's prohibited. So although by achila from gediba chalevimoi is oichda achidish. There's also a novelty over here, mitzadem. So eating. So even when we're talking about eating, he's saying, each independently to eat the gidi, un chelev, or to eat the cholov and the milk, farzich, independently, in, as by themselves, that's permissible to eat. Um, so it means, we're trying to say that now that it makes sense, uh, the prohibition for eating, but in this case, we're saying eating things that are indip- individually permissible, and we're only answering them because they're mixed. We don't find such a thing, so that's just as strange as the Leisavashel. Here we're trying to point that this Leisavashel actually makes uh, makes sense because it means Achila, but that explains is That's not something new. Afilu uh, uh, because even a five-year-old, he already knows that there's a mixture that is sometimes forbidden. That means wool and linen are prohibited. Each one in wool by itself you can wear, linen by itself you can wear, and the mixture is prohibited. So to say that something which is independent, uh, milk itself you can drink, and, and a goat by itself you can drink, and we still ask it, the mixture, that's not such a novelty, and that doesn't... Uh, Take away from us the attempting to explain that leisvashel means achila, which makes the most sense. And Rashi already brought this down, uh, the Easter of the shatnis in Toldus Chavav Pasikei. So mitn tzveitn leisvashel, and then with the second time leisvashel, is the Toida Moisif Mer Easter in Gedi Bachalev Imoy. Gedi Bachalev Imoy, the Torah adds an additional. Prohibition, which is Yisra Noah. Now, tell you, you can't even benefit. That's the order. And this prohibition against cooking, which is a very great novelty. That's only a, a type of a prohibition which we don't find anywhere. There's none. It only applies to a goat and its mother's milk. Let it man up ash from the That's study that we learn from the third time. 
So, basically, uh, Rashi's question is, why prohibit Bishel? And Rashi's answer is, it's not, we're not prohibiting Bishel over here. We are prohibiting Achila. And Lisavash, that brings, that uh, as, as it prepares for Achila, the prohibition is Achila. And the Achila makes sense. Only later on we, 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 we add the other things. Well, in that case, but what, what, did we, what did we gain? The Rebbe is going to explain now in Noizvav. But L'chayra, at the end of the day, the Torah is going to prohibit Bishul too. And we're saying it right now, the Torah is going to be Bishul. So why do we gain, and we're saying this Bishul doesn't mean Bishul, it means Achila, because Bishul doesn't make sense. And the only reason why we can say that it doesn't mean Bishul is because the Torah writes it three times. And Bishul will be said another time. Okay, so the, you're going to end up with a question, why the Torah answers Bishul? And the Rebbe is going to explain for the Torah to answer Bishul after it answered Isra and Isano is not such a surprising thing. So we don't want to say that the first Isra means Bishul because uh, the first Lois of means Bishul because without being answering first Ba'achila Ba'anoah the Torah doesn't make sense to answer the Bishul. But after the Torah is answered the Bishul, it's okay to ask it's okay for the Torah and it's not so surprising for the Torah to answer also with Bishop. But this is what the Rebbe is going to address it. It would seem that we can challenge this. The soif calls soif. At the end of the at the end of the day, also according to Rashi in the simple meaning of the verse, it is prohibited to be cooked. So what do we benefit? So in order for it to be less of a novelty, so we shouldn't be surprised. Why does the Torah ask for cooking? So we're saying, in order, so now there we're interpreting as the erster und zweiter that the first and second it doesn't mean not to cook. Why is it make us lighter, easier? Why are we more comfortable? That this decree that the Torah says can't even cook is not here, but in Parshadei. At the end of the day, you have to say it's anyways. So what are we benefiting? What are we sort of gaining by trying to say that this is only Yisra Chilo? But the Rebbe says, in Emsin is over verstanding, but in truth it is understood. When Melaren Taz Loisavashul meant nor Bishul, had it meant Loisavashul only shouldn't cook, I call upon him. Or at least, before we know, we don't know yet about the prohibition of eating and benefiting. Then it's actually a very great. Novelty, something really uh, news. Anders is ober. No, it does make sense. Anders is ober when we're facing It's different when we already know as boser b'cholav is also b'achilu b'ano. Once we know that it's prohibited eating and benefiting, dan kemen shem farstein them isu bishlandem. Then you can already understand 
why there would be a prohibition of cooking. That's Barabba Pashtus. What is it? How do we explain this? It's very simple. There is Surbishl Babasa Bakhalov that the prohibition of cooking the meat and the milk is at its it's a result from Israel because there is a prohibition against eating or benefiting, that's why we shouldn't cook it. That is such a strict prohibition against eating and benefiting by by when it comes to the prohibition because of the seriousness of the Torah the Torah prohibited also cooking a Basabakhalov. While er can bring in so because it may cause, it may bring the person to eating and benefiting. Dugmaladovar, where we find an example from Friarshine from previously. As Chav or Hert. When Chav heard, as me priates a gon neichel me priates a shebesechagon. Again, that when she heard that from the tree of the gardens, we can eat. But from the fruit of the uh, tree that is in the middle, that is in the middle of the garden. And still, they should eat from him. Is by ir given so she took it simply as the tzivu is that that command would also include that you should also not touch it, and that's why she, when she said, she said that Hashem said not to touch it. So we see that one thing that leads to another one is. Uh, can be prohibited because it might bring to the other things. So, once we know that Basu B'cholov is also B'chilav Noah, we can understand already why the Torah would answer in the Bishl. This is an additional explanation of them. Basrashi learned them Isur Bishl by Basu B'cholov Eshten Dritten Leisavashel that Rashi learned that the prohibition against cooking by Basu B'cholov is only the third time when it says Lisevashel. Hagam does it need behesem even though this does not fit the simple meaning of Lisevashel, which means we should touch Lisevashel the first time around, not the last time, but still Rashi touches it only the last time. While Oyser dem was this is mechayev, because besides the fact that logically it dictates to Obstupunan Isur that we should push. Uh, prohibition that has more surprise, more novelty if uh, it's better to put it later on in other words to include a more a further surprise that this is also also so the later we put it at latest you know when we have no choice because first we will say things that make are more commonly uh, logically prohibited then we'll add the other one canal sifhei as before in sifhei there's an addition to that. There is a from Bishul Vetvashtandik because the prohibition against cooking becomes understood. It makes sense. Unhotan or Davken. It makes sense only specifically. Nochdem only after. Umitsadem because. Was Basu Bechol is also Bakilabanoa. 
because it is prohibited to be eaten, because it's prohibited to benefit. That's why the Torah asked it to be bishul. So that's why it makes sense that first we teach leisavashel eating, and then hanoah, and then we say also the isur of uh, bishul. So now that we have uh, Rashi explaining us the logic behind the Leisavashel Gedi, that it's actually not just Bishel, but it is also that it means uh, eating now, and therefore it makes sense. So with this, the Rebbe continues in Zion, we can now answer the connection between Rashi's commentaries. Apia now based on the above at Menoich Fashtein, we can also understand the Shaykhus from Siyum Divre Rashi, the connection from Rashi's end words, it says, mm-hmm. to the beginning of his commentary, and now, the Rebbe is going to explain for a minute going to go to explain what is Rashi really trying to tell us with his commentary uh, of Av Egel V'cheves B'chlal Gidi. Mitten Pirish, Av Egel V'cheves B'chlal Gidi. When Rashi says that the calf and the sheep are included in the word Gidi, Leisvashel Gidi, is Rashi Oisen, so Rashi is coming, Nid Bloiz zu Mefarer Zayn dem Teich von Gidi. Rashi is not just trying to teach us what the meaning of the word Gidi. Just tell you, Gidi means this also. But Rashi is also coming to uh, caution us and to answer a question that may arise. In the Werther that is based on the words of Gidi. Remember before, the Rebbe wanted to know why does the word heading have to do with the meaning that Gidi means everything. But the Rebbe is saying now that with his commentary, the Gedi over here is also coming to answer a question. Rashi, with his commentary that Gedi includes everything, is coming to answer a question in the words of Vaisavashi. On which Rashi based himself. Well, Rashi's problem is, Midvos is Gedi, always detailed from under a certain behemoth. Why is the goat separated from other types of animals? As Davke if im is do der isur leisavashel b'chalavimai, that it's only on the goat that the Torah prohibited, don't cook the goat in its mother's milk. So why only the goat? B'chalal gefintmenit b'Torah chilukim. In general, the Torah does not make distinctions. B'negeya to isurim ukayetzabai, with regard to the Torah's prohibitions or similars, from ein behemot zatzaiter from one type of animal to another one. This is so much, so obvious, so simple. As the Faris Rashi Mefarish, so therefore Rashi explains on Ketchum Raizu, then without having to prove, when Rashi explains the Posik in Mishpatim, it says, as Yigach Shoy, an ox will gore. So the Torah said, an ox. But Rashi says, It doesn't mean only an ox, it means whether an ox whether all types of tame or a wild, or a wild animal or birds. How does Rashi know that it says shayr? 
because the Torah doesn't make a distinction. Torah and animal is just a sample, but the same thing would apply to everybody. So why would the Torah say over here Gedi? So it does Bavarun Rashi. So why is it Lois Vashel? Why not to cook only the Gedi? And does Bavarun Rashi midzain pirush af egel v'cheves bechlal Gedi? That you should actually know that it's talking not just the Gedi, the sheep, the calf, and the sheep is included in Gedi. As there is sur Lois Vashel Goimer that this prohibition of is take of that it includes the calf and the sheep. So now, so we're colluding. It doesn't mean that we're including all the animals, because Rashi specifically says only egel v'cheves. So it means, but the other ones are not included. So the Rebbe has the brackets. Even though, even according to Rashi's commentary, even as Rashi comments in the word Gidi, is only blois, vlad, rach, only uh, talking about not all animals, but only a soft animal, a young animal, and only from tame animal, as the Pesach just says, behemis, uh, you can't ask mit was is Vlad Rach from Behemis Andesh von Allah under a certain. So why is the soft uh, Vlad different from all other types? Uh, how are we answering that Egil Vacheves? But why is this different? That's not a question. Well, there's a specialty about the prohibition of Leisavashl Gedi Bachalev Imoy for this Gidi and the Behema, which doesn't apply to everything else. Since the prohibition of not cooking in them, posik, in this posik, is kipshutai, means in the simple meaning of the verse. The Rebbe teaches in the simple meaning of the verse, and the Rebbe teaches that the Yisr, according to the Pshutai Shal Mikra, is actually only in the mother's milk, not just in milk. It's Bechalev Imoy. And according to Rashi, the Rebbe teaches that the Loisavashil means in the simple meaning, it means Bechalev Imoy in its mother's milk. Isfarshtandik, and since the Torah prohibits cooking the goat, the Gedi, in the mother's milk, why only the mother's milk? Why not just milk? So it's understood as the Tama Yisrael is Mitzadach that it comes to the reason for the prohibition is because of cruelty. Of being cruel to animals. So, of course, uh, now the idea of cruelty over here, we're not talking being cruelty to the animals. Uh, because the animal is dead already. What difference does it make in which milk is it being cooked? But the cruelty is more a cruelty of the person's feelings and senses, you know, the way what he's doing, you know, the act that he's doing, that he's taking here uh, uh, an animal and cooking it in its mother's milk. Uh, that meaning of Axorius is understood from the Rebbe's Ha'ore over here in um, in Ha'ore 41. 
So, because of the iser is because of cruelty, a person's sense of cruelty in, 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 in animals. Don't understand what he's saying. So, of course, that their pain would be prohibited. But let's go back to Bemele is removed, and therefore we can also understand already. Why it only applies to this Gidi? While the Bishul, because when the Torah is Vashel, which means all aspects of the Bishul, Koilal, Allah Dry Protein, which includes the three details, Achila, Noam Bishul, Funayungun Vlad, from a young baby in Zaymutr's milk, in his mother's milk, is Merach Zorius, that has more cruelty, the Funan Eltern, than from an older one. Ubay Yungun Vlad Gufa, and even by a young baby, is a Smer in the Min Habehema. It's more in the uh, type of the animal, the tame animals, was an shoes from the Menshevichayis that are more under the control, the damage of the person than the wild animals. Umbechlal, in general, is Shvacher, for the weaker and as a weiter. So we can understand that the sense of cruelty is more by the uh, tame animals, the eagle, the cheves, and the gidi, and therefore that's why the Torah prohibited them. But we would not, if the Torah would only prohibit the Gedi, then we wouldn't understand why only the Gedi. Rashi says it's not the Gedi only. It's the Egel V'cheves. But also included. But once the Gedi, Egel V'cheves are included, we don't have a problem why only them and not uh, the other ones. Because the idea of cruelty is more uh, acute with uh, the persons in, 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 in the animals, of the tame animals, and young tame animals, uh, which the person is uh, in charge of. So according to this now, that we're interpreting also that the reason for Rashi's commenting that Gidi is, uh, that also Egel V'chal Gidi is, in order to explain why would the Torah only prohibit a Gidi, and, the Torah, and he says that it's not only a Gidi, that it's all the Egel V'chavis are also B'chal. So Pizakum Tois, it turns out as Baidin Yon was Rashi Shrip in Zain Pirush of Lay Svashal Gidi, that is both concepts that Rashi writes on his commentary on Lay Svashal Gidi, that Af Egel Vekhevez Bihlal Gidi. This thing that Egel Khevs including Gidi. In Vakhnar is Masbir in which he explains that Tama is Sudafki by Gidi, why is it only by the goat? And this, that in three places, the Torah writes um, um, the prohibition. Where is Masbir? And there he explains them, Tam, the reason for Nisur Loisubashil. Why does the Torah prohibit cooking? That it also doesn't make sense. They have a common point of view. Through both of these matters, Rashi brings out as the Israel is Vashal Gidi that the concept that this prohibition of not cooking the goat is Nit King It's not a decree of the possible, it doesn't make any sense. Because it's cloud cloud nit movement, which is not understood at all. But as Hot but it also has a logical explanation so that one can intellectually understand it. In Pirush Rashi is the Choyk Faran Yeneshel Toyda. In Rashi there also is the wine of Toyda. 
is Einu from the Heiros as Mekenoplan from the Rashi. So one of the instructions we can learn from this Rashi, the Einz Kizach was the Torah Geasert Bibishum. The only thing that we find the Torah Asert prohibited also to cook is Gidi Bachalevimai is the goat and its mother's milk. And based on what we said before, is there tam? What is the reason? So for a person to uh, take away, to totally negate any cruelty, and pain of these animals. So the Rebbe use of here also is to uh, prevent any cruelty and any tsar from Balachaim and any paint of Balachaim. Um, the idea of Achzorius is the feeling of the person that even in the case where the animal doesn't feel any pain, that would still be a part of cruelty. But of course, you cannot uh, cause any pain to the animal. Uh, that's not only cruelty in your part that you're feeling and you know, you're emotionally that you are, uh, but you're actually causing pain. So we see that how much the Torah went the distance to Aser uh, we see how severe that Isur from Tzar Balachayim, the prohibition against causing pain to living things. Trots them was the Rim from Tzar Balachayim direct. Notwithstanding the fact that this idea did directly from the pain of Balachayim uh, directly is only a reason is Atam Tzasun Gdiba Chalevimoy Norbe Achila. Only eating or also benefiting because those are the prohibitions of the Torah. But here the Torah says no, it is the Torah. Torah said no, don't even cook it because it might even come to that. Only because you might come to eat from this. It's from them, that from and so from this we must learn. How much we must be careful. In all types of being careful. Not to cause, God forbid, pain to another yid. Since we see that even by living creatures, the Torah was so particular as they feel of their tsar so much extent for their pain and the coach came in to mention so how much more so with regards to a human being especially in connection to yidin the raman nifkar the chosen people how much more so this is mesichas shabbos parshas tisa tovshin chovchas